Good day, future educators. Welcome to theme two of the JPS 121 program. This is where the magic happens as we begin to lay the foundations for lesson planning and preparation. You will probably hear various students and teachers say that you won't need lesson planning forms once you are teaching, as the Department of Education usually provides lesson plans for their teachers. I've noticed that this usually discourages students from taking lesson planning seriously throughout their BA degree. A word of warning, and take it from someone who has taught for 10 years. You need to be able to plan your own lessons. Every class is unique, every school is different, and every community has its own unique challenges. Thus, by extension, so will the learners in your class. You need to be able to plan accordingly for every class, every subject, and every circumstance. Chapters 2 and 7 of the textbook will provide us with more in-depth information on how to plan and prepare for lessons throughout the course of Theme 2. In following sessions, we will take a look at the various strategies used to cultivate critical thinking in and out of the classroom. Throughout the following weeks, we are going to scaffold the lesson planning process for and with you. On the provided slideshow, you'll notice that the first step of your lesson planning journey is to acquire the CAPS document for life skills intermediate phase, which ranges from grades 4 to 6. You are going to use said document to plan your first lesson. Now you may be a bit annoyed at the fact that we are not diving into your specialized subjects immediately, but we need to crawl before we can walk and don't even think about running yet. We will get there. The reasons for only limiting you to life skills for grades 4 to 6 are Number 1. It takes away the pressure of doing extensive preparation in terms of subject content that you may not be familiar with as of yet and because of the fact that you are mostly first-year students. So we've selected Life Skills Intermediate Phase for its familiar and fairly simple subject content. Number two, also, if we had to mark lesson plans ranging between a very large variety of subjects, grades, and topics, it would delay the assessment and overall progress of the JPS 121 module. Our focus is on basic lesson planning and preparation skills in JPS 121. This serves as a solid foundation before you move on to more advanced and detailed strategies in your subject methodologies from next year onwards. Right, that being said, let us build on the definitions and explanations Dr. Duplessis provided in Theme 1, Unit 1. Theme 2 basically takes the theory from Theme 1 and puts it into a more practical perspective. I want to start by providing a little background on the curriculums and core yet ever-developing educational philosophy of South African education, namely Outcomes-Based Education or OBE. Make sure to read the relevant information in the learning guide along with the provided slideshow for more in-depth information. You'll notice that the slideshow for Theme 2 is marked by a balancing scale. 
This serves as a metaphor for the balance that we as South African educators need to maintain between the guidelines provided by the CAPS National Curriculum Statement and the needs and abilities of our learners. Whilst the National Curriculum Statement strives to redress the inequalities of the past, a lack of skilled teachers and resources are still of great concern in South African education. This is why Theme 2 strives toward the following outcomes. After having studied this theme, you should be able to, number one, critically discuss the characteristics, principles, advantages and limitations of outcomes-based education. Number two, demonstrate an understanding of the structure of the national curriculum statement. Number three, demonstrate an understanding of the curriculum and assessment policy statements CAPS. Number four, understand and use effective instructional planning systems, learning programs, year programs, terms and lesson plans and other documentation. Number five, plan and design practical learning activities to enable learners to demonstrate the achievement of the outcomes. And finally, you have to be able to critically re reflect on the overall effectiveness of instructional planning and delivery in the classroom. So just a bit on history, after the abolishment of apartheid, the South African government needed to reform a very unequal education system into one that provides educational opportunities for all South African youths. The curriculums that followed from then until now include Curriculum 2005, the Revised National Curriculum Statement, which later evolved into our current National Curriculum Statement, namely CAPS. You can look at page 24 to page 25 in the Learning Guide for more information. You may be wondering, but what about Outcomes-Based Education or OBE? Well, OBE was never a curriculum per se. It is part of the philosophical approach we take in South African education, including the CAPS curriculum. This means that we set outcomes, goals or aims um, for our learners and scaffold our learners toward achieving them through a diversity of teaching strategies and assessments. OBE also focuses on the skills learners obtain via the whole learning process, making learning outcomes a key focus point for teachers when they are planning a lesson. In other words, what is it you want your learners to achieve by the end of the lesson in terms of knowledge, skills and values? We'll talk a little bit more on those three domains later during the course. So why all the change in curriculums? Well, it turns out that the first attempts at an OBE-driven curriculum was a bit vague. Teachers needed more structure in terms of what subject content to focus on. The main problem being that you can't have vast amounts of teacher autonomy as Curriculum 2005 did and use standardized testing in the Grade 12 exams. A lack of consistency in terms of subject content between schools and teachers proved to be more problematic and hence CAPS was implemented. Make sure to refer back to theme one so you can distinguish between the relevant terms that pertain to our national curriculum system, terms like CAPS, national curriculum statement, etc. 
Thus, CAPS doesn't do away with the philosophy of OBE completely, but it does provide some needed structure in our curriculum. The CAPS documents contain annual teaching plans that provide a guideline for teachers on how much time to spend on each topic and on what content to focus on for each grade. You can usually find this from page 13 and onward. In the past, teachers needed to select their own study materials for learners to use, which was a problem for various reasons. Now more guidance and support is provided by means of CAPS-approved prescribed textbooks for each subject and grade, thus lessening the administrative load on teachers. Now, if you look at the characteristics and advantages of OBE, you will notice that the philosophy places the learner at the center of the learning process, meaning that an autocratic and teacher-centered approach that entails the, the teacher teaching and the learner only listening is out of the question. Some people interpret this as the learner is in charge um, of the classroom, where that is actually very far from the truth. In reality, an outcomes-based education approach results in teachers being more mindful of their teaching methods and practice if implemented correctly. A learner-centered approach is developmental in nature and activity-based as to promote problem-solving and critical thinking skills in learners. The philosophy of OBE is that any learner can achieve success and a high standard of learning, but through different means making the learning process just as important as the learning outcomes. To put it simply, instead of teaching, we are facilitating learning according to the prescribed topics in the CAPS documents by giving learners the opportunity to explore and make meaning for themselves in a carefully planned and prepared learning environment. And this is why lesson planning is so important. So if we can plan lessons that center around learner participa participation, engagement with the content and problem solving, rote learning, which is memorizing instead of understanding, is reduced and mistakes can be turned into success. Learners are presented with opportunities to engage in the strategic planning, debate and critical thinking all of which is needed to achieve the general aims as stipulated in every CAPS document from page 5.D. Once again, more on that later. That is why we can't say that OBE is gone or dead, because it is still part of our philosophy in South African education. The major limitations of a completely OBE-driven curriculum, as seen in the past with Curriculum 2005, was that schools that had a shortage of learning and teaching support materials, um, which made the complete autonomy given to teachers to select their own materials in the past ineffective. It also resulted in major differences between the content learners covered in different schools. Outcomes provided in the curriculum guidelines were very vague and did not address which subject content needed to be covered throughout the year, which resulted in a lot of confusion amongst teachers, learners and parents. Hopefully our hybrid approach of the OBE philosophy's flexibility and the CAPS National Curriculum Statement can be used to modify um, and modified in the near future to ensure that equal 
to ensure the equity we need in our education system so we can give every learner equal opportunities for success. Remember to do the quiz as per the instructions on ClickUp and I hope you enjoyed the mini lecture. Next week, we will take a look at the various ways in which you can create a learning environment that cultivates and nurtures critical thinking in your learners. Thank you so much for listening. M. Lombard, over and out.